Welcome to Household 6. We are two seasoned Army spouses and virtual BFFs who want to encourage and empower you to leave your duty station better than you found it. We're your hosts, Margo and Kathleen, and we're so happy you're here. Today we're debriefing on our interview with Ashley Gudermuth. If you have not listened to that yet, go check it out. We love her so much, and we got to talk about so many different things. So, Margo, I've been really excited to chat about it all with you. Yeah, we really did talk about it so much. I was expecting the conversation with her to just be all, like, fun and giggles, and it ended up being actually really powerful and really informative, and she's doing so much behind the scenes that she doesn't necessarily highlight all the time in all of her funny TikTok videos. And so it was really cool to see that she's, like you said, roasting us, but at the same time, like she's doing so much for the community and that that was really cool. Well, and yeah, my question for her really was like, are you laughing with us or at us? Because I think it's right. with us. Because <laughs> like, right. you know, when I put on my sweatshirt that says Dependa, it's it's me saying, ha ha, I love this life and whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm I'm a Dependa. <laughs> and she's she's there with us. So that's yeah, that was cool. When I first saw her TikToks, I assumed she was a soldier just because of some of the specific jokes she made, because she has short hair, and just she, she very much embodies that kind of dry humor that you'll find in a group of army people. Mm-hmm. So, so I had like deep dived into her profile to find out because at, at, at one point I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, is she married to someone in the military or not? And so I finally, I watched like every single video on her page and until I found one where she posted like the back of her husband's head. And I still right. like, it was such a funny TikTok that I still was like, wait, is this real? Yeah, that's true. And I love that, like I reacted to it so much in the interview when I found out her husband was a colonel because that's mm-hmm. not the tone of the videos. I love talking to her so much because I think she was such a great example of how we're we're always saying there's no right way to be a military spouse and the best person to be is just yourself. And she is so mm-hmm. authentically her, herself. And, you know, I'm sure other people in her position would maybe try to hide some of their light under a bushel for fear mm-hmm. of you know, looking bad or being judged or whatever. But I, I really believe if you're authentically, genuinely yourself, that's that's not going to make you look bad. Yeah, I agree. We talk a lot about being yourself and especially at each duty station, you have to become yourself again, if that makes sense. Because yep. it's a different environment, it's different people, you're going to have a different jobs, different schools, whatever it is. And so you may be in a place where it's so easy to be yourself and then the next time you PCS, it's not. And you may have to make yourself smaller to fit into a space or quieter or whatever it is. And I really like that that doesn't seem to be her vibe. Like she definitely is just going to show up wherever she is and like, this is me and this is who I am and what I'm doing. Yes. I I like talking to her about all the activism she's doing because it just is a good reminder that doing volunteer work and stuff like that can kind of feel like you're shouting into the void or Mm -hmm. putting a drop in a big bucket, but one person can really make a difference. And um, she's making jokes, but it's not just silly. She's connecting with the community and empowering other spouses, even even on the jokey side of all that she's doing. Right. 
her TikToks made me feel seen. One that really made me laugh, like cry laugh, and I watched it over and over and over and over again, was when she said, everybody says redeployment is so awkward, and I don't know what they're talking about. When my husband got home from deployment, I gave him a very sexy handshake. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And it's just, yeah, man, just one of those things that nobody... Nobody else understands. Nobody else would think right. it's funny. And and it just, man, the things she says like that that are so specific to our situation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just. It's like a, a hug for your soul. It's like yeah. you don't feel so alone. Like there's all these very nuanced and like you were saying, little tiny details about Army Love. And like, yes, you know your friends are going through it, but to have someone say it out loud. And to say it in a way that takes the pain away from it and is mm-hmm. is so liberating and so nice. I love her whole thing, how she was talking about growing up with hoarders or army life or whatever it is. She likes to joke about it to take the power away from it. And mm-hmm. I do that a lot with being chronically ill or like neurodiversity or whatever. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to joke about it because that's so much more fun than crying about it. And that's just so powerful for military spouses. Like we talk about mental health all the time, moving all the time. And it's like, we have to be able to joke about it and like laugh at the ridiculousness of it. So we don't just, you know, be depressed all the time. Yeah, I I love the David Sedaris quote she referenced that was like, it's so sad when bad things happen to people and they don't do anything with it. You know, and I've spoken to some spouses recently where I could just kind of feel them tiptoeing around wanting to say, this is really hard. I'm having a hard time. Mm -hmm. And so I've had these several conversations where I've been like, you know, when I went through that, it was really bad. And then all of a sudden, you just see like their shoulders drop, like sigh of relief. And then and I hear the whole story. And it's, if you don't say it out loud, if you don't um, take the power away from it, then you could be sitting there thinking, no one else has ever struggled like this. Everyone else mm-hmm. is doing just fine because it looks, it can look easy from the outside. <laughs> yeah. And it, that's happened so many times to me, like just like it, since becoming a mom, like I had a miscarriage and it felt like no one was talking about that. And then as soon as I said I had one, so many people were like, me too. And I yeah, was like, literally, oh, when I had, okay. When I had mine, all of a sudden, I was like, most of the women on my street had also had a miscarriage. Right. And I had no idea until mm-hmm. I shared my story. And yeah, mm-hmm. it just, anything hard you're going through, somebody's been there, done that. I know. And I struggled so TikTok. bad. Yeah. I struggled so bad postpartum with intrusive thoughts. And mm-hmm. at the time, I thought it was, I mean, it probably was postpartum anxiety. I thought it was OCD. I didn't know. But the intrusive thoughts were out of control. And I didn't even know what those were until like two years ago. And it was like Mm. seeing someone say it on like a TikTok video or something. And I was like, there's a name for that. And that it wasn't just me. Oh my gosh. I felt so normal. And I wish that someone had said that out loud to me at the time, because I was thinking I was just some freaky nature who was just constantly thinking I was going to hurt my baby somehow that I was going to fall down the stairs or, you know, and knowing that that 
it's just like a normal thing that happens to literally everyone. Mm-hmm. I was just mind blown. So now I'm like, I'm going to talk about every single thing that ever enters my head. And that way, if someone else thinks it too, they'll know they're not alone because that's yeah. the worst feeling. <laughs> yes. I saw, I saw a meme. It had like musicians on one side and they're sitting there thinking like, oh man, I wonder if this is important enough and if anybody wants to hear it. And then on the other side, it said it had podcasters and like they were talking about absolutely nothing and just like, yeah, bro, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes that's us, but, but that's our goal. Like we want to have these conversations and invite everyone else into them. And Ashley's jokes really open up a lot of those hard conversations. And I, Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, she jokes about trying to avoid volunteer stuff, even though she volunteers and she jokes about struggling with things, even, even though she loves it. And I think I can speak for both of us when I say that we really identify with that because we love this life and we love to hate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love to make fun of it. It it is rich for sarcasm and jokes. It's like, am I going to trash talk the FRG? Absolutely. Am I going to be the FRG leader? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Also love that we brought up that, well, that she brought up not to make enemies talking about FRG. (laughs) Like, you know, maybe don't burn all these bridges because the military is small and you're definitely going to run into these people again. That is the thing. We're like, be yourself. Who cares? It shouldn't affect your spouse's career. But also, man, you do have to be tactful. I I definitely, when we first got married, I was like, ooh, I love that I get to just start over, clean slate every time we move. And now there is nowhere in this world, no army base where I could go where I wouldn't know somebody. And um I really did not believe that the army was small, but it is. And it just gets smaller and smaller the longer you're in it. And so, yeah, you still get you still get a restart, but your reputation will follow you. And mm-hmm. so don't don't squash your personality. But because uh, <laughs> yeah. there, there was definitely a while where I was like, oh, nothing matters because I'll never see these people again. Nope. <laughs> they'll they'll live right yeah. next door to you, whoever oh. you <laughs> I love that we brought up how she was saying a good piece of advice for army spouses is to post online about like, these are the things I'm into. I'm new here. And then you responded to that and was like, yeah, that's how I made two of my best friends. And at the time I was like, that's the worst advice. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because you see people doing that constantly, like once a day on like the Fort Polk or Fort Benning, whatever. Mm-hmm. Army spouses page of like 50,000 members. Someone's like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Rachel. I'm 18, just got here. I love Pokemon <laughs> and Jeopardy. Who does too? <laughs> you want to hang out? And it's like, Does that actually work? Maybe. Okay. So every time I see them, I'm like, That's a horrible strategy. I've never done that. Okay. I met these friends. I was in a smaller Facebook group and they would host get togethers for the Facebook group. So it was like a Fort Bliss social, whatever. Yeah. And so they did like an event page and everybody met up. I feel weird about just like commenting and being like, okay, yeah, let's be friends. Or I also, I'm like, I don't want to post my business for everybody to see. But so I, I go to events that I find on Facebook 
Right. That makes sense. But then when I was like <laughs> listening to the interview back and I was really thinking about that, I was like, okay, wait though, because I found my best friend at Fort Benning through Facebook. I knew her from the Army Moms group, kind of like how I knew you. She would just post sometimes, so I would see her. And then we both were at Fort Benning, and I randomly hosted a book club. We had just got there. I invited people in the neighborhood, and she came, which was so nice. And so then a couple weeks later, she hosted a craft club. And I didn't know anyone going, but I was like, she ain't in my house. I'm going to be, I want to be a good friend. And so I showed up, and then she became like my best friend. Yeah, a different way of using Facebook. Yeah. Because when people do post those those things, they always have a lot of comments yeah, on Yeah, they do. And I always want to be a follow-up. Hey, this was posted a year ago. Did she make friends out of this? <laughs> oh my gosh, you should. <laughs> yeah. Back to back to her being a colonel's wife. I it's hard to articulate why that's such a big deal to people who I know don't get that it's a big deal. Because I know I know people who have felt like once their spouse gets into a certain role that they have to then put on this persona and be like the commander's wife, the CSM wife. And Ashley shows that because like she she does all the things. She she fills those roles that are quote unquote expected, Mm -hmm. but it seems like she sees them as opportunities. Mm -hmm. She's gonna join the spouse's club board. She's gonna da 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 but she's gonna do it on her own terms. Mm -hmm. And that's just that's what I keep wanting to reiterate to people. Mm-hmm. Being yourself and being an engaged member of the community in maybe some even like stereotypical or traditional ways, those aren't mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. You can host the coffee group or be the FRG leader and be yourself and make jokes on TikTok or be at the comedy club on Fridays. Mm-hmm. I think the culture too has changed so much. Just in the eight to 10 years that you and I have been a part of Army World, like when I first sure. married Alex, and this could just be my perception and not how it actually was, but it just seemed like the leadership spouses were so formal and so put together and so like a waving politician's life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like... It's yeah, yeah, a, like the yeah. Uh, the governor's wife. Right. And I think for me, part of that perception was just that I was so young, yeah. like at 21. Because I, I, when we first moved here, I got my feelings hurt a couple times. I got to admit when some of these adult women called me Mrs. Kent oh, yeah. and I was like, oh no, they think I'm old. But then I was like, oh my gosh, but their moms are closer to my age than they are. And I think that's totally how it felt when I got married at 21 and I walked into this room. It was like, oh, these ladies are all very nice, but they're like my mom's friends. Right. That's true. (laughs) That's true. So maybe it's not like necessarily the culture that changes that we're old. (laughs) That like we're the old. Maybe. (laughs) And only only in army world are we old in our 30s. But but no, I, I do agree. I think there's a big generational shift. I think also like being at, at war for so yeah. long and having these long deployments for so long. Like I wonder if that kind of broke down some of the walls and opened up some more mm-hmm. like lines of open communication. 
But I also think it's generational differences. Like, you know, all the baby boomers have retired. Even the Gen Xers are on their way out. Most most of the military spouses I interact with are elder millennials, Mm -hmm. you know. And now we've got this Gen Z population coming in. And I was talking to my therapist the other day about how millennials are a generation born into expectations that we didn't necessarily have the tools to fulfill. And I I don't know if this is relevant enough to include, but like, for instance, that our parents' definition of success was like, get a good job, buy a house, have a family. Mm -hmm. And we graduated high school and college in economic recessions. And so buying a house wasn't in reach for everyone. And, And so millennials as a group have had to kind of look at the world and and say okay how how are we going to change it how are we going to do things differently mm-hmm. and then gen z coming behind us though they don't feel those same expectations no. they when you talk to they they don't see this one right path towards being an adult mm-hmm. you know they when people our age first started doing like the gig economy jobs and like piecing together multiple things that I remember everybody being kind of being like, well, yeah, that's temporary and then I'm going to get a real right. job. But Gen Z, they they understand better than we do. Doing what makes you happy is a lot better than doing what's expected of you. Yeah. And so I said all of that mm-hmm. to say just as a society in general, obviously there's more emphasis on the value of diversity in opinion, mm-hmm. thought, action. Mm-hmm personality, whatever. And I think that's particularly obvious in our community where we have kind of everybody essentially divided by age, Right. you know, like if neighborhoods are rank segregated, they're age segregated too, mm-hmm. really. You can see the, the patterns. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you said that about the age thing. This episode's going to be off the wall, just like I'm manic at like, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> But yeah, so so when we first got married, though, the boomer and older Gen X spouses were still there really strongly recommending these traditional rules mm-hmm. and processes and, you know, mm-hmm. maintaining these very specific traditions. Mm-hmm. And I love tradition, but I love that we're letting things get more relaxed. And- Do you have the Army Spouse Handbook, that big blue book? Yes. I just bought one mm-hmm. when they had them. I have the I have the green one, so I think I'm an addition behind oh, you. Dang. So. so see that's mm-hmm. what I think of when I think of like stuffy traditional. It's like I have to know this book and do this book. And I bought it because I wanted to go through it for the podcast and like what am I doing quote unquote right? And like what you know, it was just gonna be like an interesting yeah. little experiment for us. Because some of it's hilarious, and then some of it, I was like, oh, man, I really should have read this. That would have <laughs> saved yeah. me some questions. Because yeah. I was flipping through it the other day, same thing, thinking about using it on the podcast. And I love hearing from people their story about how they got their copy. Because either they got it from someone who really cared about them and wanted to help or support them. Or they got it from somebody who is kind of like obnoxious <laughs> and was like, oh, no, now you're one of us. <laughs> Here's the all the very important yeah. rules. So, or like you, they're like, oh, 
I want to see what this is like and, I, and I'll buy it. I I got mine from a scholarship donor at my college who retired as a colonel. He lived near Fort Benning and had gone to my alma mater and he was just so happy for me. Aww. And but he gave me all this really sweet advice that was so like intense and outdated and traditional that it it he meant so well and meant to encourage me and support me, but I think it did keep me from getting involved right then at the beginning mm. because I thought, "Oh my gosh, what am I walking into?" And you know, his wife was involved in the spouses club when it was very strictly separated an officer wife club and an enlisted spouses club mm-hmm. and so it was like intense mm-hmm. then. yeah i think but, about that too when we first got married i wanted to be involved so badly but i felt not qualified i guess or i felt like they're not gonna want mm-hmm. me there or there's people mm-hmm. who've been in longer i don't know i just was so intimidated by it all but now mm-hmm. as someone who's older and I see dude talk coming in I'm like I will literally do anything to get you to come to get you to, help me <laughs> to get you. no for real though yeah. and so it's like yeah I, when, I met with a, a girl the other day who her husband's taking company command she's going to be the FRG leader and she she was kind of apologetic, like, oh, well, thank you for meeting with me. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I don't want to bother you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm so thrilled. I'm so glad you asked because I learned a lot of this by trial and error. And I'm so happy to, to talk to you about mm-hmm. it and encourage you. And literally, if a 19-year-old spouse shows up to something, I am so in awe of her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, if a 22-year-old like just walks into my house by herself for yeah. the potluck I'm hosting, I'm like, you are the bravest person I've ever seen. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. But I had somebody show up to a copy once who was like a young 22-year-old self, and then she never came back. And I'm like, did I ruin your life? <laughs> did I? <laughs> she, she's out there. She's out there being like, oh, I went to the FRG leader's house, and it was so terrible. I know. Like, what did I do? You, you were probably too excited I to see I was this. too excited. I, I mean, that was where I got that, that meeting. That's where I got the idea for this podcast. And I wanted to put information out there. And I mean, I was probably like real over eager. And I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she ain't been back. So sorry about that. <laughs> oh, while we're at it, let's talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> we'll just sneak this into <laughs> sneak this into the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, the memes are so funny. Mm-hmm. They are killing me, and I feel really bad now that he is getting a divorce because it's like now it seems mean to laugh. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it's hilarious. So I did as soon as it came out. I looked up like the full transcript mm-hmm. of the conversation, and the vibe was. Not at all like he was acting like it was as hard as a deployment. He was saying, doing doing the tours, it's just part of my job. It's just what I do. He's like, it's like when people in the military deploy, that's just part of their job, part of their routine. But oh my gosh, out of context, it's just so funny. Because when I first read it, I was like, yikes, that's not going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. But I can see it both ways. I read comments on a few different news articles and it was mostly people who had children in the military being like how dare you disrespect my daughter or son's honor and 
you know, people were very mad. And yeah. I get that when you compare a multimillionaire, the most winning quarterback, whatever, who has all this money and all this mm-hmm. fame to soldiers who aren't making money like that. And are in dangerous situations. Right. And it's like, mm, not the same. And family could probably go with you <laughs> and be mm-hmm. on a jet and up in a box and be catered We've to. seen Giselle at your games. You know, yeah. It's like, I'm not going to like live in a tent with Alex in Kuwait. Like, that's a little bit different of a situation. The first headline I saw about it, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Which I did have someone, yeah. one of my friends posted and was like, his um, take-home pay for the last year was the same as like 2,400 command sergeant majors. <laughs> and I was like, dang, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> And very glaring and, you know, that's why people are so mad because like the, he didn't mean it that way, I don't think, but it wasn't a very good analogy besides the fact of I am separated from my family. No. Yeah. Nope. It was, I, I'll bet when it came out of his mouth, he deeply regretted his choices. I was, so I just pulled out my phone. I was going to, I was searching for memes, but it's like. Memes just come to you. You can't. I know. Just yeah, memes. it's really when you find <laughs> memes on your own, it never works. This episode is the craziest episode we've ever had. I taught a whole entire lecture in the middle. We talked about <laughs> our friend. We keep talking about how her husband's a colonel, and I, I man, I really hope people get what we're saying about that. It's just amazing because that is like the personification or the tangible aspect of what our goal is for this podcast is that we want to make things less formal we want to make everything accessible to all spouses for it not to be intimidating that all spouses regardless of rank or how long your spouse has been in or literally whatever if you've been to one duty station or 10 duty stations like you are welcome here you are just as valid as any other spouse. Your experience is your experience, and that's totally cool. Yeah, there there are just stereotypes and ideas and tropes out there that that aren't accurate. Like, I a girl whose husband is in Brian's unit that he was first in here. Oh my gosh, I thought this was hilarious. But the battalion commander's wife has a different last name than he does. She didn't change her name, and. This girl had met the commander's wife and Liz is so fun and chill and awesome. And again, one of those people who is very authentic, totally herself. And the new younger spouse met another spouse whose husband is in another unit who does have the same last name as this battalion commander. And so she was like terrified to meet her because she was like, oh my gosh, this is this is this colonel's wife. Like, I'm so intimidated. Like, what do I say? How do I do? How do I act? And she had already met Liz, oh, the commander's wife, and had not been scared of her because she didn't have yeah. that set of expectations when she heard her last name. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I've told several people that story because I just think it it's a good illustration of like why we shouldn't. Yeah make assumptions. Mm-hmm. A lot of the spouses of senior leaders, you know, as you get older in the army, your circle of peers 
gets so much smaller. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the the spouses of command sergeant majors and generals and colonels and all these people who've been in forever, their community is getting smaller and smaller because us younger spouses are intimidated and like scared to ask them out to lunch. Mm-hmm. And that's, I I always try to remember that, you know, everybody's lonely and everybody wants friends mm-hmm. and being older and more experienced doesn't mean that suddenly you're too good to go out to lunch with. As a younger self, it's like, I would have never asked an older self to like hang out with me or be my friend because I would have thought that they just were too good for me or didn't want to give me the time of day. And now as an older mm-hmm. self, I'm like, I wish someone would be my friend. Like, ask me to go do anything. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> so we so hope you enjoyed today's episode. We know that it was a wild ride to get here till the end. <laughs> we talked about it so much, but I think we had some pretty good conversations from there. We have a few more episodes before the new year, and then we will break for the holidays and come back in January. As always, you can find us on our website at household6podcast.com, on Instagram at household6podcast, and you can join our Facebook group, Small Army, the Household 6 Podcast community. Remember, if you are liking the podcast and enjoy our content, please leave us a review and let us know how funny, smart, and humble we are. Until next time, we'll leave you with this. Leave your duty station better than you found it. Household 6, signing off.